I've got a homemade sous vide, right? What's the homemade sous vide? Which is basically a bath. An, an esky. <laughs> It's not a fucking bathroom. He's better than a babe. I've had a long day. I'm just gonna have a quick sous vide and I'll be into bed. Uh, babe, can you zip up my plastic bag? I'm just coming. <laughs> that song is uh, the character Megan Draper. Uh, who is uh, uh, married to uh, the Madman, uh, John John Ham's character in uh, in Mad Men, the 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 the, the titular Mad Men. Um, the scene is fucking sick, but the show is just great. Like I I realized we were talking about something French, and I was like, oh fuck, I'll go and find that song. Uh, it's actually a, a, a pretty good song, uh, and um, man, Mad Men is is such a great show. I rewatched it. Uh, recently, and every time I uh, I watch that show, I just start drinking huge amounts of whiskey and smoking massive amounts of cigarettes because of just subconscious programming or whatever. But man, when I first tried to watch that show, I could not get through it. Was, it is brutal in that, especially in that first like few episodes. It is just brutally badly treating its female characters, and obviously. That is indicative of time. It's like a period piece, and like that, they, they actually they really are like telling a much wide ranging, more wide ranging story than you know, like say like a self contained like sort of sitcom type of show. And it's very inspiring actually when you watch the show when you're able to get into it, uh, which took me like, a couple of tries uh, because not only does it start out like like visually uh, quite sort of um, not benign, but you know like sort of uh, 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 maybe. Uh, the opposite of vibrant. I don't know. I what am I a thesaurus? Is that why you come here? Uh, by the way, welcome to the show. This is brief interview. Brief interviews with hideous men. Uh, I am your host, Jess Watts. Hello. Um, but yeah, it starts out like visually very unappealing and drab, and then over the course of like the seasons and the and the years of the show, because it sort of starts in the sixties and and moves into the seventies. Um, not only does the show get like visually much more vibrant, but also like there is social change and therefore, you know, characters who uh, perhaps are more downtrodden at the beginning of the series, um, get to have, you know, power and more agency and, and like, so women start to get treated better and they get more opportunities and, and like minorities get treated better and there's like less discrimination and there's more rights and stuff like being formalized in, in society, uh, and, and you kind of get inspired by it. Uh, and then you realize that, um, we're actually still pretty fucked actually. Like, how is it? I know this is perhaps a hackneyed subject at this point, but how is it that white supremacy and Nazis are like making a comeback at this point? Like it is ludicrous that that is the like did we not actually you know win the fucking war like 50 years this is crazy it's just crazy pills anyway I, i'm not gonna rant about that it's weird i will say that it's weird um i've been back in perth for a couple of weeks now like since uh since i was in scotland and uh the transition is kind of shitty like Perth is actually not that bad a city. It's I I kind of I think maybe have a bias against it because like I wasn't planning necessarily to be back here. Like I sort of went traveling in my twenties, 
and I spent about five years away just like living in a bunch of different countries and I didn't necessarily plan to come back and then uh like I came back through a series of bad decisions I guess like I got I got married to someone I had not dated and then uh we you know we got married in in Las Vegas tripping on LSD and and then uh, we thought, you know, we'll go back to Perth and, and we'll go straight together, even though we both like knew each other primarily through doing a bunch of illicit drugs. We were like, no, 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 it's fine. Now that we're married, like it'll all be sweet. And so I came back and then like, we, we were going to have a house and kids and like we had all this stuff planned. And then obviously that marriage fell apart. It was built on on horribly rickety foundations. Like you can't you, you can't start a lifelong relationship with, you know, kids in a house and all that kind of stuff on a base of, of crystal meth enthusiasm. That's like shared crystal meth enthusiasm. That's ridiculous, you know, like, and so I came back to Perth and then like, I was going to be a scientist and shit. And now that I'm in comedy, uh, which is a much more, it's, it's much more akin. Cause you know, like I left, I left science. Like I was a neuroscientist. I left science and, and my doctorate to, to be a, Full, more or less full-time comedian like someone who's trying to be a full-time comedian uh at least like i'm always doing comedy if not living off the proceeds uh, all the time um but s- comedy is much more akin to being the traveling hobo that i was uh than it is to being a doctor of neuroscience and so now it's just like okay well i did come back to perth for that for those reasons now i've got great reasons to leave but I love my partner and we kind of have made this, uh, devil's bargain, uh, where, uh, because she had this, she's got this amazing job. Uh, I'm not sure if I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but she's got an amazing job. And, uh, in order for her to take that opportunity, we sort of had to stay here for an extra year or two. And so next year we're going to leave, but I kind of just feel like, um, I am more than ready to have departed Perth. And like, I certainly would come back here, but it's, it, it feels very strange to have gone from three gigs a day in Edinburgh to three gigs a week. Uh, that transition has been kind of brutal <laughs> and I'm just really jonesing for stage time. And obviously if I could, if, if we lived, which we will next year, if we lived in a more major sort of, uh, cultural hub or, or comedy hub, I guess more specifically like Melbourne or Sydney in Australia or, or in New York, um, but we cannot go there until Trump is out because that country is falling apart very quickly. Uh, and it's going to be in, in further disarray than I think anyone predicts. Um, so now it's, it's just this weird thing, but I mapped out next year and like, I've got all the, I got like eight months of like almost back to back festivals and touring and shit. And it's going to be awesome. And I just have to sort of hold on to that, but it's frustrating right now. Just, just, I just want to get on stage more is all. Um, anyway, whatever. I've got a bunch, I've got eight months of awesome sauce next year. I just got to work on my new show and hang on to that in my head. And I think stop being a fucking baby. The fact of the matter is I'm $18,000 in debt to my girlfriend. I have no leg to stand on to complain about my life. And plus I'm a white male Australian person like with a higher education I have never paid for and have no intention of paying for. Like I have gotten every benefit that there could possibly be in life, and still I'm just I'm just not satisfied. Uh, yeah. uh, fuck, I'm a little bitch. <laughs>
Anyway, uh, we're going to get into the episode in a minute. I just want to do a super quick plug for um, the Infinite Jest Comedy Network on iTunes. Uh, if you if you are an Apple user, uh, go to iTunes, search Infinite Jest Comedy, and you can see we've got like three different podcasts on there currently. We're hopefully going to be adding more. Uh, check out Super Tough Improv, uh, some very funny people. Awesome podcast uh, worth listening to. If you like comedy and improvised comedy, uh, and half hour formats, which, uh, I have been unable, uh, at any point, uh, to, uh, to manage. Uh, we're also available on the Laughable app, uh, which is, uh, almost like a glossary of, uh, comedians on podcasts, whatever. Like, if you like a comedian on a podcast that you hear him on, you can, like, click on the name while you listen to the episode, and it will show you all the other podcasts that have been on. So it's actually a pretty sweet app. Uh, that is on Apple. I think it's coming on Android. Uh, and that's the end of the plugs. The gang's all here. Uh, Nick Mara, Glenn Grimwood, Alicia Marsh, Rory Machel, and me, Jez Watts. We're all here on the episode, and it's, it's, it's a good, funny one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, tell a friend about Brief Interviews with Hideous Men, uh, episode 31, blowing a dildo on a half-mannequin man. My friend is blowing in the wind. The answer is... But honestly, like more people should be licking buttholes. That's no. why. I don't even think I, I don't even want my butthole licked. I don't think it'll give no, me. No, I don't pleasure. want my butthole licked. You want to lick a butthole? I, I want. No, I don't want to. I know that that will be uh, appreciated on a visceral level. I know that I, I enjoy in sex like like giving pleasure. That's for me. It's like a power thing. of anything, it's not that I'm a generous person. It's that like I love making someone come real real hard. And lick, lick a butthole is just delicious. This not delicious. It's, <laughs> it's not delicious. It's That's delicious. the wrong word. Um, but no, it's 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 a wonderful feeling to have your butthole licked. Yeah, see, Jess is like, uh, Jess is getting off on this, like, when you give someone a really good Christmas present, and they're like, oh, this is just what I want, and you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I know, Jess, How did I, you know? Uh, well, you know, someone told me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, I have licked butthole, and it's you great. as well? Yeah, it's whatever. Jesus, who hasn't licked it's butthole? It's 2017, we all eat now. Fucking losers. <laughs> fucking losers haven't licked buttholes. I've, ne- I've never licked a butthole. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Why haven't you been licking yeah, buttholes? I've got a question. Okay, I've got a question. Alright, what's your question? Okay, so you talk about just then, you're like, oh, like, it's so good. Like, I, like, I know she's gonna like. But you don't like getting buttholes licked, so then how do you know it's good? Oh, I have had my butthole licked. Okay, then why do you say it's bad? It's uh, it, here's the thing. It's not a bad feeling to have my butthole licked, like on a on a physical level. It's an emotional hardship <laughs> that I don't want to put another person through, and I don't deserve happiness. Okay, cheers. But everyone I fuck should be rewarded. <laughs> okay, if, you li- if we're fucking, that's what it is. And you lick my butthole. Ooh, a, r- I feel bring like, the scenario up more. Oh. I feel like I'm. Where's obliged. your wife? Where's your wife in this scenario? <laughs> Is she watching? This is how I would feel, Jez, right? Right. I feel bad because now there's a... Because Jez is split me to lick your butthole and fucking you at the same time. I don't want to fucking lick your butthole. So don't lick mine and I want to lick yours. I've been very clear with my partner. I was like, listen... I, I don't want if you I'm to lick my... I'm fucking Nick and licking his butthole, I want you to know. <laughs> no, By the I'm way, like... Nick, what's he fucking you in if he's licking your butthole? Why is fucking me in? Yeah, like, you, if he's fucking he's you... Be, he's bent over like a pretzel. 69? 69? guess. I'm not a fan of 69s in general. I don't know. It's too much going on. No, you're a fool. Right? Oh, what? There's, literally two, there's literally two things going on. 
Yeah, but it's like uh, here's the here's the problem. I think maybe it's a height thing. I really like short girls, and it's like maybe I don't normally sleep with people You're who right. the right height to do sixty nines well. My wife is too short for a sixty nine. We can't do it. Oh, or my dick's not long enough. That's the, it's the second one. <laughs> <laughs> We're both at fault. <laughs> she told him a long time ago, like a few years ago. She was like, "Honey, you're just the wrong height to have sex with." I'm sorry. Uh, where's Glenn? Where's, where's what's Glenn been doing? Because uh, he's a different height. That's <laughs> oh, I yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry, Jez. On the podcast, we haven't explained how tall each of us are yet. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm 40 feet tall. Uh, 7'11". <laughs> <laughs> Glenn's 9'11". I'm 6 foot 9. <laughs> how, how tall are you, Alessia? I was going to say Alessia? that. Oh, I'm, I'm 169 centimetres. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Is the centimetre thing like a great burn that I'm not aware of? No, the 69 joke was already done, so uh, I was like, I'll hit it again. Fucking losers <laughs> with your imperial measurement system. <laughs> double, double whammy. It's fucking metric, bro. 1.8 metres. You gave it accurate. Around. <laughs> your height. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fat cunt, is what I'm saying. That's the size oh, of my tall, dick. Tall, not... <laughs> um, hey, so we've all done some traveling. We haven't. Mm. We haven't. We haven't all been together in a while. Uh, when I eventually do start releasing these podcasts, this will just come out the next week after like two months ago. But uh, what what have we been doing? Uh, well, I mean, I went on a long training sensei. Uh, I, I went. I went on a long training binge in my sensei. Uh, uh-huh, I learned uh-huh. sword fighting. Uh, you were on a mountain, right? No. Where were you? A mountain's too big for me. That's, that's a like- valley. No, nah, just kind of fucking, just kind of like putting around Mandarin, you know, just kind of walking around. Is a putt putt teacher. Well, yeah, I mean, they do have like the carnival on the side of the mini golf course. Mm-hmm, so I kind of mm-hmm. had that and I was like, oh, I guess I'll swing my sword around. What was the greatest lesson that you learned during your training? Uh, probably, uh, probably how to, how to like, you know, just really, really cut things, you know? Kind of like how to, how to, how to really, uh, swing a sword. So, speaking of cutting things, what would you say about uh, Glenn in a, on a personal level? Uh, I reckon, uh, I reckon he is uh, just so physically cut, you know. <laughs> you know, like just looking right. at him, I'm like, you're was, ripped, you're shredded. That was much more positive than I expected. Yeah, because I'm not going to be mean going. to my buddy I Glenn. Where you were going with that? But uh, thanks, man. <laughs> no you can't be I mean to Glenn. More. Hey, Glenn in my, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Glenn, in my list of friends, you make the cut. Oh, Jeez. that doesn't really mean anything. You're right at the bottom of the list, I guess. And you were also considered. Yeah, like he has only off. he has only one friend. Um, he was beat up at school for being a Rory. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, yes, right. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, you consider me a friend. That's good. Thanks. Uh, goodbye to Jez Watts. Right, I have a, I have a free space now. <laughs> <laughs> two spaces. <laughs> um, had, had, so Alicia, you and Rory both went to Melbourne together. This is correct. Bear in mind, before I ask you this question, <clears throat> we do not edit the podcast. What did you think about Melbourne? How was it? Uh, I so I, I went to Sydney to on a little holiday. I know this, this is Sydney. Uh, yeah, talk Melbourne. about fucking Melbourne, Alicia. No, no, uh, what I noticed about Melbourne because okay, when I went to Sydney, yeah. I noticed the comedy there was very different. How? I that, oh, I felt like the comedy was really like reacting to the crowds a lot more. I, I could totally agree with that. And, and then in Melbourne... They fucking love crowd work in Sydney. And then in Melbourne, they're really sketch, very like props, very, whoa, we're doing really crazy things. Like there's so much happening. It's more theatre. Yeah. Theatrical. But, very, very. Like Demi, like Demi Lardner, Auntie Donna, very, very strong people. Demi's that are in, fucking sick. Yeah, of course. Very people that are... And the comedy... 
compared to Perth, the, what I noticed the most, honestly, is comedy at every single place is so different. And I find that in Perth, it's so strict. Like, ever since I got here, like, into this comedy scene, for, like, definitely, it's been like, oh, wear pants, do this on stage, make sure you don't act like this, uh, be presentable, and you always learn, always doing all these things. Right. But in Melbourne, I felt like everyone was like, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to go crazy. Yeah, And it was fun to watch. And I've, I find that I found comedy more fun to watch in Melbourne. Ooh. And that's probably the reason why. And since I've come back, I've been like, just do what you want to do. The jokes that you feel like are going to ha- have fun. I think well, that's I a symptom know. of like it being a small scene, right? Like it's because there's only a sm- I mean, actually it's been growing a lot lately. But like because there's only a small number of rooms, it's like you kind of get into this mindset of like, oh, okay. So whatever's happening in that room, that's how comedy is. And that's what I should be doing. Whereas if you see just like because like Melbourne's like Mecca and Sydney's a fucking wicked scene too. Of course, like there's just so many people there, and because there's just this bigger number of people, like by uh, just the law of averages, people more people are doing crazy things, and then that opens up what comedy can be, and so like it's just more possibilities. You know, it's like it's like the reason that uh, there's always this push to get more women on stage is because when w- women come to comedy, if they see only men, then they assume comedy is not for women. Of course, and it's like yeah. whatever you see on stage, that opens up the boundaries where you can be. See, yeah, I went to a comedy night where there was 10 times more women than there was men on a lineup, and I was so shocked. I was How like, many people Whoa. were on that lineup? Oh, it was the expert. So okay. it, was, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't the biggest, but it was just one of the ones I was on mm. just to get on the night. And there was maybe, li- like, let's say there's 15 people all together. Oh, actually, this is 10. And there was 1.5 dudes. Uh, uh, yeah, so there's about there was maybe about seven women, about three men. Yeah, right. And I was like, ooh, fun. Oh, it was weird because well, I'm not a diversity <laughs> hire anymore. Yeah, uh, but Can't it was do that joke. it was weird because they had to like one girl was meant to go on tour, and then before she went on, uh, a, a different comedian, I'm not gonna say, uh, said, oh, we're not putting you on because there's too many women. We're gonna. Put them <laughs> there. I saw. I saw oh. her. Oh. Just all right. Just to, no, it was my gig, but like I was there. Um, just to clarify, they didn't say they're not going to put her on. They said we're going to just put a dude next, and then you'll be after the dude. Talk fucked ten t- times more than the dude, though. No, no, I'm not saying that she didn't. She was very course, upset about that. Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, she I- went off for like fucking forty minutes to me at a bar afterwards, and I was like, "All right, man, like you maybe got a point, but I'm oh, going to go." Yeah, like I, I lived with her. When we got back, she was just like, I was like trying to sleep at like 3 a.m. And she's like, why was I not? A- there was a man and man and rah! And I was like, cool, I want to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, no, we talked about it a lot. Mm. But that's what I think the difference in Melbourne and... And I, I find that... Being, I mean, I was like, more asking like, what yeah. was your personal experience with Melbourne rather than oh, like... it was the Like, best. how would you dissect the scene? Oh, I, I came back okay, from... Okay, get this right. Talk, <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> Alicia, I was living with her as well. What a... Don't, Alicia, block your ears. Okay. Alicia, fuck you. I fucking hate you, fucking piece of shit. Alexander Blank Alster. I don't want to get his full name on the thing. It's uh, fine. Nobody, li- nobody listens to this anyway. Fine, okay, I'll call him Alexander. A- Alexander C. But did you Costa? have any... Ad- All right, listen. Uh, did you have adventures? What, what did you do in Melbourne? It's another city. We don't have to just talk about what, what, what people we know did. Okay. Uh, what adventures did you have? You traveled. Uh, the adventures that I had in Melbourne was telling people, oh, we should do that. And then they'd be like, yeah, it'll be great content. And then just not doing it. There was an escape room. Walked <laughs> past, just like, like Jess. There was no, an escape room. We walked past honestly. every single day. And I was like, we should go to the escape room. Wait, I didn't even so know there was an escape room. You didn't even tell me. I, I told everybody. <laughs> you don't listen. Oh, uh, yeah, to, probably. Because you're a woman? Oh, I don't, I don't okay. Know. Ow. Is, th- is that a trope? Uh, I don't know. I think it's just me. No, it's the exact okay. opposite. Women yeah. love to listen. 
That's what we do. They're always listening, am I right, fellas? <laughs> oh. It's like, oh, I'm having emotional problems here. Please, stop. Uh, but... I mean, for me, Melbourne was a... I really did just butt into Alicia. Uh, I really... Okay. For me, Melbourne was just uh, just doing constant non-stop bits, and that was kind of my favorite bit about it. To the point where I feel like everyone hated me, because I was just doing bits That's constantly. how I feel about you, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, I'm talking about friends here. You've already been, you've already been cut. And I'm not talking about physically cut, because Jez, honestly, you can start smoking again. Oh, uh, actually, <laughs> something that Roy did... Roy, actually, I also think you're fat. Roy... MC'd one night so we had like one one night where we just did whatever the fuck we're like I ate macaroni and cheese on stage for like five minutes where everyone was doing real random fucked up shit right oh yeah, it's crazy just, like, let me MC in Melbourne yeah so, so he MC'd and like halfway through he was like good for the boys and then like all the audience got nuts and went crazy because boy was just doing his like I thing. saw Glenn host uh, the Nasty show in Perth and he did a thing in his open where he wanted everyone to, like, do the Tim the Toolman Taylor. But, like, the way he delivered it, it just, it sounded like he was just choking, maybe. <laughs> like, it wasn't clear to the audience what he was doing. And I made the split-second decision, and then as I was doing it, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I haven't, like, haven't planned this. <laughs> you have to rehearse your Tim the Toolman Taylor move. Might be doing that again. I, yeah. I like that idea of uh, eating macaroni on stage for five yeah, minutes. It was, like, was it like instant mac and cheese, or was it like, uh, did you buy it from somewhere that was like, hell nice? Or <laughs> yeah, I, I literally like, ran down to the store, like ne- next to us, bought macaroni and cheese, made it in the microwave oh, at the store, ran back up with this like hot plate of my, because like, I had to like hold it in my jumper and like carry up this big flight of stairs. I got into well, the what, room. Why are you holding macaroni and cheese in your jumper? No, because it was it was really hot for the American audience. Uh, sweater. Because we got a worldwide uh, reach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, n- they're not listening. Um, <laughs> like I, I only had really had mac and cheese like maybe a month ago. Well, you've never eaten well, it before. It, like, That's maybe, a fucking maybe, wicked maybe meal, bro. Once, like an instant one, and I was like, I did it wrong, and it was fucked. But someone made it, and it was in like like a, a lasagna tray, and it was like. It was so much of it, and it had like all like jalapenos in it. And oh, that's way, oh, that's yeah. way better on top. And I was just eating it, and I'm like, I have been missing out. Absolutely, I've seen, I, I've seen this all over the online. I've just been like, oh, whatever, it's just pasta and cheese. And I'm like, nah, no, man. this is fucking. And I just went out and bought like all these different brands of fucking instant mac and cheese. And I'm like, holy fuck, man, this is like a new world has opened up to me. You know those, uh, you know those pastas. <laughs> so amazing. You know those pastas you get like in like a in like a plastic packet and like like basically one serve kind of. No, yeah, I have a so I have a live-in yeah, chef. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, you add like hot water and butter, and you put it in a microwave or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Always boils I, over I and spills everywhere. But you let savage. someone else clean it up. Yeah. Like those, one hundred percent. Yes, uh, like those to me were always like off limits. That was like that was like mum food. Where she mum like, food. Yeah, like well, that's like that's food that's only allowed to be had during dinner. Like, wait, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's got like that thing in your head where you're like, no, 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 no. That's important food. That's like having like meat in the fridge. Like I can't have that meat. It's for something special. And, like, I live in my own house now with uh, my mum's not there. She's not in charge of me. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I live there. And, um, and I, I saw them in the back and I was like, you know what? There's no food in the house. I'm going to make pasta. And it was such a fucking rewarding experience just being like, I'm doing it. I'm having pasta. <laughs> hey, g- hey, look at me. I'm having pasta, everybody. And I didn't, sh- I didn't share with anybody. Uh, yeah, your mum wasn't there to be proud of you. Oh, she, uh, even if she was. Uh, <laughs> she was busy that day. She was too busy. Uh, too busy. And what, I did <laughs> what I did the other week when I had, like, no money, uh, I bought a whole bunch of the instant pasta, like, packet pastas, and then I cooked it, and then I 
made sandwiches out of it. I've <laughs> <laughs> done that. Carbs, carbs, sandwich. carbs, carbs. Yeah. You know what I fucking oh, love? Boy. Mashed potato sandwiches. Yeah. Mashed potato yeah, sandwiches amazing. with butter. Oh, yeah. Fucking sick, bro. Oh, I never had it. I used to have it all the time, and now I'm 33, and that doesn't happen anymore, no, and I'm very gets, sad. If you ever get served a dinner that's got mashed potatoes, it's like get the bread out, get the mash on it, and then whatever else is in it, yeah. smash it in this, and just have this mm. massive oh. fucking. Oh, I'm fucking starving now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about unhealthy clothes. sandwiches. Uh, I used to have a sandwich when I was young that I would make uh, because I uh, still didn't know how to make food. I learned, by the way, when I cooked uh, dinner, when I cooked that pasta, I googled how to simmer things, and I was so. Oh yeah, I saw you like tweet about this today. Facebook, but uh, uh, also tweet. Yeah, like I, well, yeah, it was like six a.m. Yeah, in the morning when this was me. happening. By the way. Uh, because you're just stayed up for some reason, uh, and it's like an, I, it blew my fucking mind. Like, oh, if I cook it slowly on a, on a low heat. It just absorbs the flavor. Wow! Like, 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 I didn't know what cooking was. Apparently, I've forgotten now. Like, because now I've been with Nicole for four years, and like, um, I used to like make a big deal when we first got together. I was like, no, I'll cook one day, you cook the next day, right? And then I would and then make you cook for one day, and that was it. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, no, but like, it was her call. Like, she was like, I'm, I, I, used, I used to make this dish that I call nutrient goop. And it's Aww. a delicious. No, it's deli- well, it's not delicious. It's fine. It doesn't sound it, delicious. It, no, but it, it meets all your nutritional ma- needs. It's no, it's nutrient group. Uh, you can give him a mic. I'm just gonna say, take the word goop out of it. No, it's and goop. It sound better. No, I'll explain okay. how with goop sounds horrible. Hon- honestly, <laughs> I will explain how this is. Goop is the right word for it. All right. So what I do? See, it's got all the natural things we need. It is made of people, but that's fine. <laughs> it's soil and goop. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So the way I make it is like uh, I make this this huge like pot, like almost a vat of curry. Right, and I get all these. I get a bunch of chicken breasts and like uh, some wings and stuff, and I throw them in there. Loads of like curry powder and then vegetables and onions and stuff, and then I make this massive, massive pot of of like chicken curry, and then I simmer it for about six hours until everything sort of disintegrates into just one viscous clump of nutrient goop, and then I scoop it out and I fill like little takeaway containers and I f- put them in the freezer. And then, like, if I want to eat, I come home, I take my goop out of the freezer, I put it in the microwave, I heat up the goop, I put it in a bowl, and then I spoon this delicious... I spoon this goop into my body, and wait, I got wait, all the that, and I got all the nutrients I need, and it's great. A... And I made this for Nicole when we first got together, and she just looked at me, and she was like, listen, I know, I know I'm supposed to be doing... Uh, like, you're not cooking anymore. Okay, so this is I'm kind of now a, the only person who's going to cook this in is this kind house of a physical bit, so you probably can't see it. But Jez is physically fading away, like in Back to the Future, oh. because as he's telling the story, I'm realizing he's a dead man. <laughs> Why am I a dead man? Because you made chicken curry, and then you made chicken, then you, you turned chicken curry back into chicken, <laughs> and like then you made like it's not chicken. I don't know what it is. You like, made, you made you, fucking you made the inside of an egg. Apparently, like if it was cold, you could cut it. Like in in one, you cut it into bricks. I reckon you could. Oh, like a nice hedgehog slice. Yeah, but it's but it's chicken curry. It's great. It's the best thing I've ever Just created. I haven't made it in forever, and like it's because Nicole won't let me. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> but now I eat like gourmet shit all the time. Like uh, I came back from Sydney with Glenn, and like uh, I, I was back for a couple of days, and uh, she t- two days after I was back, she took me aside when we were like hanging out, and she was like, hey. I'm really sorry. I haven't been cooking. Because she's been like real busy with her job as a doctor that she uses to pay for me to live and in fact pay for me to go to Sydney. And then she but she wasn't like doing a bit. She was like, I'm really sorry. She looked at me as if I would judge her badly and I was like, dude, 
this is fucking fine, man. There's still, like, food in the house. Also, I'm the kind of person who would eat nutrient goop as, like, a mainstay and be fine with it. Like, you don't have to worry about me and my tastes. But uh, what I'm saying is I've got a very yeah, lovely actually, girlfriend. Was, oh, you're very lucky. That? When I went to your place and we had that shredded meat stuff, what was that? Meat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nutrient meat. <laughs> like uh, that was, uh, she made uh, She made chili with uh, a pulled pork chili in, like, a slow cooker. And then it was just, like, fucking high-level... Pulled pork chili Because I have I, I, I ate it And I was like This is fucking like This is so good And I've been thinking about Oh and with the biscuits as well Like she put She made no, no, in the, We had in the wrap Yeah she, she made like Soft biscuits like, And been, then that was Within the chili as well I've been thinking About that meal Like one would A past lover <laughs> Oh man That was he such did a fucking good time Yeah he finished the meal Then he fucked the bowl like, Right in front of me Holy shit. No, it was amazing. No, like, this is the thing. Like, she, for fun, reads, like, food history and food science. I just She's read the book Salt seven times. The isn't book, that, is, isn't that a book is called Salt. Wait, I'm sorry. Isn't that a movie about, like, a secret agent girl? No, it's yeah. the history yeah. of salt. It's the history and science of salt. Right. The so, yeah, I, the I've salt s- talks. Like, Nate on Seven that. different times I've been like, hey, what are you reading? This is over the course of the last four years. And she's just, salt. You've already read that, right? Yeah. There's just more to learn about salt. She just fucking loves reading about food. Right, there's a codex at the back of the book. Like, oh, if you read the book, use this codex and learn There's like more. an index at the back with all the mentions of salt, and it just says every page. You gotta go through like, the margins and read all the Jaffe cartoons. <laughs> Wait, look, salt did have an important role in history. because salt It was still does. I mean, we need salt. But food, it was, it was more really valuable to the Romans, right? All right, fine, Roman, I'll buy the Roman book. Roman legions would actually get paid in salt. Well, why doesn't okay. she read about the crucifixion that much then, hey? That was also important to the Romans. Yes. That is important as salt. All and right, his blood contains salt. Mm. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> speaking of salt, back to what I what originally started this topic. Uh, when I was make uh, when I would make food when I was young, because I didn't know how to make food, I used to make something called a sugar sandwich. And I guess you can tell <laughs> what that. <laughs> I guess you can tell what, what's uh, what's in that one. I'll, t- I'll take a- <laughs> Why did you just you make um, uh, hundreds of thousands on 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 on. Hundreds bread. of thousands are fucking sick. Fairy bread. Why don't you just make fairy Nicole bread? Didn't, that's one. That's the only thing I've ever given Nicole as food that she was okay with. That's like I made a sandwich. I made it. Yeah, hundred thousands on bread. Yeah. And like I went and bought the shitty white bread and like yeah. the, and like the margarine. You're not supposed to do it with butter. Ugh. And then hundreds of thousands. And I gave it to her, and she was like, "Okay, this almost makes up a nutrient goop, but not enough." <laughs> but she really liked it. It's great. Um, when I was it's a very ki- Australian thing, I think. When I was a kid, what I did Plus the racism. was I would just go into the fridge and pantry, find, doesn't matter what it is, mm-hmm. anything and everything, just and rats. just put it in a sandwich. Ugh. So give me an example. One time I put, because this was after I watched an ad of a Big Mac, and so it had a piece of bread in the middle. Okay. So I was like, oh, I can, I can do that. So like, I, got, I got ham, chicken piece of bread twist sort like had like had sauce on it and stuff mm-hmm. and then it's like one half was like meaty and the other half was like sweet so what i was, was like oh i'll half? add some honey <laughs> i'll add some lollies <laughs> i'll add all those other crazy you know what's a fucking sick sandwich and i never would have believed this until i tasted it is tuna and vegemite Ugh. no it's oh. fucking great mm. it's Parallel. really good best sandwich because of the salt it actually is because it's because uh, of the salt it goes with the tuna really well because yeah. Vegemite is like no, super salty. It, no, like it doesn't make sense on paper, but like it's actually pretty fucking delicious. Well, I mean, yeah, of course it's bread, idiot. You don't put it on paper. <laughs> <laughs> for um, the for the listeners at home, uh, Rory is now dabbing so oh, much it looks like he's having so a stroke. <laughs> the, the best sandwich in the world, though, Vegemite cheese and chips. 
mm. chips on the side or in the sandwich? Uh, in the sandwich, like like the Ooh. like crisps, like qu- I, no, I, yeah, crunch. no, yeah. I like some crisps mm. with a sandwich. I haven't had that. Vegemite in. cheese and chips. Honestly, check it out. It's, it's probably more New Zealand, if anything. But mwah. Mm. I love what, it. One thing I've been doing recently is a bit gourmet. It's uh, you guys heard of sous vide? <laughs> you guys heard of human feces? Yeah. <laughs> Me, <laughs> yeah, Nicole's been fucking smashing the sous vide for I've last been, year. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing homemade sous vide, so a yeah. poor man sous vide, um, right? What's, Which is what's that? Okay, so, sous vide. Who explain? Yeah, so sous vide is is a is a uh, is basically it cooks the food in water, so the water temperature has stayed consistent. So you seal it in a bag. Yep. Okay. And, and you put the bag into the water. And it will cook the food. Yeah, right. so there's and like it, a machine that is heating the water and like that's set on a temperature control so that the water is always at that temperature, right? So Nicole does this crazy shit where she'll like slow, like sous vide something for three days. Three days? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. She'll sous vide it for three days that's and the then level. pull out these ribs and then just like real quickly sear them and shit and then feed them to me and Glenn. And we just fucking lose our minds. And like, Fuck, this is the kind of person she is because like, she also has pets, like she has rabbits, right? She just loves watching them eat and she sits there. Like looking at the rabbits from date, like just eating straw, being like, oh, just with love in her eyes, right? Being like, oh, it's so nice how happy they are. And when Glenn and I eat her sous vide stuff, she sits and looks at us <laughs> oh, like with exactly the same thing. Like we're just her fucking pets because we can't be. It's a bit distracting, but fuck it. <laughs> three, <laughs> it's worth it. Three days. That's excellent. Because I've got a homemade sous vide, right? What's the homemade sous vide? Which is basically a an, an esky. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not a fucking bathroom. It's better than a babe. I've had a long day. I'm just gonna have a quick sous vide and I'll be into bed. Uh, babe, can you zip up my plastic bag? I'm just coming. <laughs> What's the homemade sous vide? Okay, homemade? okay, sous vide just for everyone. It costs like three hundred dollars. It's expensive. Just for everyone. Like, it's not cheap. Okay, no, just for everyone. It's not like a fucking toaster. Sous this isn't is for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> people. This no isn't one for anyone. Sous vide. Okay? The table is only for people who own legal practices. <laughs> so, uh, I don't. I don't have a sous vide. I don't. Right. So I think you get a regular sous vide machine for three hundred bucks. But go ahead. No, this is what I did. I went. <laughs> no. I got an esky. I got it from a man on the right? street. An esky. You put hot water in it and you close the lid. All right. And an esky holds heat. Why? Holds heat. Why are you buying three hundred dollar eskies? No, 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 no. I didn't buy three hundred. I bought three hundred dollars ice and then he melts it down. I said you can save three hundred dollars. Oh, okay, by just okay. Getting an esky, man. Just get a, and then all you get is a thermometer and you just take a temperature and you just close the lid and that's it, man. That's all you do. So I've been doing that. And I had this steak, and I put a steak in there for four hours on the weekend. It was so good. And now I feel really sick, and... <laughs> <laughs> I got food poisoning. Let's throw it up everywhere. You just check it, because water holds its heat very well, right? And the best part of a sous vide is after you take the steak out, the steak looks gross, right? It looks like this. Oh, this is the best part. It looks oh, the, best oh. gr- the best part is when you, you drink the water. You know supposed to be like crispy? This looks gross and you really like it. But then like, you sear it. It's like it's boiled. There are flies then, on it. I, I, get, I get a flamethrower. I got a fucking flamethrower, <laughs> motherfuckers. Of course you have a flamethrower. I got a fucking flamethrower. The 300 bucks is where he gets a surplus army flamethrower. <laughs> it's like, you got to buy a flamethrower. You need to know a guy. He's Turkish. I can give you his name. Well, it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not an army one. I went to Buddy's <laughs> in the Buddy section, right? In the full hardware. Yeah, lesbian chirps in. Right, right. It just just cooked. That's the best part. It just it's like you just get the blowtorch and you see this fat just go sizzle everywhere. Did so, you say three hundred bucks on a sous vide thing and also no, no, like a thousand dollars on a whole kitchen? <laughs> you don't know what a stove is. <laughs> <laughs> There's flames in it. 
Look, I said, babe, get the matches out. I want to eat something. I think you guys misheard me because I said a CV costs three hundred dollars, but a homemade one doesn't cost three hundred dollars. No, the price it costs an esky, W esky, and a flamethrower. So does the Cole use a flamethrower? Or she does. She does have one of those like handheld blowtorch things. But generally, yeah, like for I mean, it depends on the meal. Like she does use that. But like for a lot of a CV stuff, like she'll just put under the grill for like say like one minute or whatever because it's already cooked all the way through perfectly you just want to crisp the outside you know give it the color but you're right when it comes out of the bag you're like this looks like it's already been through a person yeah yeah it It does it looks very unappetizing yeah Uh, and that was a secret where like high-end restaurants were using cv for ages to get them absolutely yeah meat meat cooked perfectly now the color it's out it's out so what's the next people buying eskies left right and center (laughs) yeah yeah so. Actually, just on that note of like the homemade sous vide, I found out online the other day you can actually cook a salmon in your dishwasher. What? Yeah. Is that like you, a, that's like a sous vide? That, that makes work. sense. That yeah. You bag it up. You bag it up. Huh? You, ba- oh, you yeah, wrap yeah. it up in foil with yep. whatever shit you want in it, and you wrap it so tight the water can't get in. Yeah. You put it in a dishwasher, and you can do it while you're washing dishes. So the water can't get in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like the steam and the heat or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. Comes out and it's just fine. And I, I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. And then there was another video, like a, a whole article about it. And I was like, oh, no, you can, you can actually do this. And I was just like, fuck, man. That's- yeah, but if you made salmon in a dishwasher, would you want to eat it? I you would. know, like they don't. I, I would. I'd like, eat it if you made it in a toilet. I'm sorry. Let me ask two questions. Sorry. First of all, like, you know, most dishwashers don't like. Do like clean the dishes the first round, right? Most people have to like redo them. And also, second question: If but you it's had, still hot, if you had a dishwasher, wouldn't you like be able to afford to just cook regular salmon? Here's the, the, that's a good question, right? Because it's like Nick's trying to save three hundred bucks by buying a flamethrower, <laughs> and Glenn's like, "Oh man, if you don't have a kitchen, just use the dishwasher, which would be in the kitchen, like if if you had it." So it's like. <laughs> Just use the fucking stove. No, but like if you're washing dishes and you're like, well, I don't want upstairs. Oh, I also need to cook this salmon. I've just fucking stacked all these dirty dishes. I want to eat Oh, no, my boss is coming over for dinner. (laughs) It's like like an I Love Lucy episode. No, <laughs> you, you look great. like genuinely offended that we're not on board with no, this. I'm on board because see, it's salmon is hard to get right. You can overcook salmon, right? Eat salmon is but a, one dishwasher cycle is perfect. All right, Dishwa- <laughs> on, my, on my dishwasher it says like 50 degrees. It says 60 degrees. I can select it. You sit there fucking unpacking a dishwasher, you're like oh, and then you're like oh, I've got some salmon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm sold. I'm sold on it now. You turned sorry. a common household task that I really resent into del- a delicious meal, and yeah. I. Really I'm really sorry, you just, just washing your clothes and pull a chicken out? You're like, fuck yeah, I was doing all the time. <laughs> I don't even like I want to pull out a live chicken from my washing machine, and I think that would actually improve everything. Like, do you live in a shed house? You live in a shed house. You, are no, you he, doing... lives in, he lives in a shed house. Yeah, are you doing this, brother? You put like a salmon in the thing, and then like your roommates open up the thing like, oh, there's a salmon in here. <laughs> what the? <laughs> hey, who, who wanted to clean the salmon? <laughs> how how tight do you have to wrap it, though? I'd be like, too worried. Pretty tight, like... How do you like, know? Have you done it? Can't you just put it in a plastic bag, though? I would say put it in a plastic bag, mate. <laughs> put it in a bag. Put it in a plastic bag. For God's sake, put it in a bag. Don't, don't lose money on the foil. You get bags from Kmart, you fucking wrap that thing up. It's just... 
Wrapping it out It's all about cost. It's all about cost. You fucking like dishwasher shit in it and it's supposed to be shit. I understand your anger at me. This is an internet article I read. I can't afford salmon. Just put a tuna can in there, right? Did you end up eating the uh, the chicken that came in the can? The whole chicken that came in the can? Uh, no, I was just covered in dish soap. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, the whole chicken in a can that I think you're thinking of. Yeah, I don't even know if you can buy it here. Oh, I thought you had this. I have chicken in a can, but it's like shredded chicken, like tuna, but it's chicken. Right, okay. Uh, the one you're thinking of, I know what it is. It's, oh, classy, yeah. it's a classy I, meal. I would not eat that. I think I've seen that on. Shredded, <laughs> shredded chicken in a can, I also feel like it's probably not good. But that, uh, it's not yeah, high quality chickens. Bones. What's that? Where are they going to put the bones? <laughs> uh, something that I used to eat when I was young again uh, because once again was not a great eater uh, I used to eat like you know like two minute noodles and stuff like magic noodles yeah what I would do is uh, I would take it and I would open up like, the flavoring packet and sprinkle it on it and also for like I don't know if they had a vegetable packet but this is noodles so I'm guessing I'll just throw the vegetable packet in the bin like always uh, and then I'll go to the sink regular res- listeners are aware of your worms go ahead I'll go to the sink and then I'll run it under like uh, the water for a bit and then I'll get a towel, wrap it in the towel, and I'll do... I don't know Wait, why this what was... are you... Ra- you're wrapping the noodles in the towel? Yeah, just wrapping the square block of noodles in the towel after <laughs> running under the water for a bit. And then I'll, like, put it in the towel, and then I'll put it against my chest and just kind of, like... Like a baby? it, like... Until I, hear a- <laughs> <laughs> until I can hear a crack. And then I'll undo it, and then I'll eat them. And um, and I used to think I this don't is understand fine. any level of this because uh, then you just kind of get like noodles that are still crunchy, but also just kind of like still a little bit of springy, you know, have a little flavoring on them. It tastes like an armpit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and now that I think about it, now I say the story out loud. Uh, I've realized that uh, my mum must have fucking hated me because there were just like just brown marks in every towel I would use. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> what has Rory been doing? She's like, has he shit himself? Sniff it. <laughs> nope, just uh, just magic just, noodle flavor. Just barbecue again. Ugh. Oh no! <laughs> it's just like hops out of the not sh- today. Like hops out of the shower, puts it in the towel. Guess what we're doing on the podcast? Making every household. Right now, I'm picturing Rory like uh, like shampooing his hair, but with like a magic noodle sachet. <laughs> <laughs> Just cut out the middle, man. Just <laughs> you, Jez. I don't shampoo my hair. <laughs> uh, I, t- I will say, like, I did love eating uh, those noodles raw. Like, completely raw. Yeah, I used to fucking is, love it. Like, this is like the best of both worlds, where it wouldn't be like soggy, boring noodles, but also it wouldn't be like crunchy. Speaking of... Like- all right, so speaking of things that you only realize on reflection are weird to do with food. Mm-hmm. Um... I <laughs> what did you put in your butt? All right, thank you for the obvious joke. Um, but I had this. Uh, I used to be in the army cadets before I was in the army, um, and uh, they used, you used to get like old ration packs, and they like they just give you like almost expired ration packs, like for army cadets. And there's always like chocolate powder in them, and I used to like collect all these up, and then I would sit in my room and I would like rack out a line of chocolate powder, <laughs> and then I would snort chocolate powder. Because that way I would taste chocolate for hours. Uh, we used to do this in school as Ugh. well, but like with anything. I have that came no with idea powder. why I did that in retrospect. Ugh. Why did I ever think I should snort it? Uh, and then why did I make a habit? Uh, see, in high school we used to do this with anything that came in a powder, and the re- and the answer was because it's cool. It's like drugs, right? <laughs> I wasn't trying to be. Co- I was doing it alone in my room. I was like clearly you ashamed about it. <laughs> I just fuck a lot of chocolate. <laughs> it's like dick for chocolate powder. You know, Jason, know, if you're doing it alone, you're hiding it from people. That's when you know it's a real yeah. problem. <laughs> I would love to turn up at an, at an AA meeting, and they, like that's your story, and there's just a bunch of people whose lives are falling apart, just like beat you. 
You're like, you're like, I snort chocolate. They're like, this is Alcoholics Anonymous. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> can you taste chocolate through your nose? Obviously, Yeah, bro. It's delicious. Because yeah. it all trickles. No, it all trickles back down through your throat Nick, for like the you, next couple of hours. Nick, why and do you so think you've just always candy? got this vague aftertaste of chocolate for like all evening. It's <laughs> so great. But you do sniff a lot. It's like it's like a, being a cokehead, <laughs> like, but like you don't get any high. Yeah, cokehead. Ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I made a that's, pun. That's the wordplay that let you down so badly in your set tonight. <laughs> that like, was the only thing that didn't land all night. Is you did one pun and they went fuck you, <laughs> and then everything else crushed. <laughs> like, ev- is, so is is everyone just gonna like? Go buy some Nest quick after this and start smashing down some chocolate. Cause what kind of fucking I'm idiot drinks chocolate Nest quick? It's all about the pink. Nick, by the way, about your set. <laughs> I fucking love that about pink. I bet you said, I gotta say, I think it'd be a lot funnier if it was a, ooh, baby boomers. You know? If you just, mm, like, mm, ooh, baby. <laughs> ooh. And if you want to take advice from anyone, it's this guy right hey, here. I did, hey, did I do well tonight? <laughs> <laughs> you did the best you've ever done here tonight. Shut up. I did great here. <laughs> Maybe you fucking saw one of my sets once. You Wait, fucking... was Rory on? No. Oh, there's the joke. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, uh, Nick, you just went like on a whirlwind tour of the world. Just, just North America. Canada, <laughs> Canada. I went to t- pretty much uh, Winnipeg, which nothing happens in Winnipeg. I stayed inside. Why did you go there? Uh, my parents-in-law lived there. My uh, my wife needs to see her parents because um, my wife moved to Australia my for wife. me. She left her family there, so she has to go back and visit her family because she's the only child. So every year, I'm obliged to go back to Winnipeg with her, and I just uh, three weeks inside. Um, didn't do anything. It was. It was it was just a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know say this. And then we're, we're Toronto and, we're, and New York. Uh, I found New York really cool. Um, I did open mic in New York, mm-hmm. and um, that was um, interesting. It was different because, uh, first of all, you have to pay for the open mic, right? You have to pl- pay to pay play. To play. I paid five US dollars, seven dollars Australian. Um, you have to sign up, and then um, and I was there, and there was about thirty other comics and no audience members. And you go downstairs this basement. And um, everyone goes up, does their set, and it was a great night. Everyone was laughing at everyone's jokes. I thought it would be the worst thing ever, performing in front of comics. I thought they're bitter, jaded people, especially New Yorkers. New Yorkers are just generally ruder. I was I was shocked. Shocked into disbelief how good this is, how good that one night was. And that's the only time I did it, so um, I found that, um, that that cool. So That's cool. Yeah. I was thinking, can we bring it into Perth? <laughs> what do do? No pay. audience members allowed. <laughs> right? Charge everyone like, like nothing. I won't charge people. Maybe like 50 cents or 10 cents, right? I don't, I don't know, because if you pay something, you're committed to it. Wait, so you want to start a room where uh, where only comics can go? Like, yes, only comics. Oh, uh, they have that. It's called uh, the first year of Infinite Jest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, hey, I'm here every Monday. And, you know, it's kind of not really working out for me now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I fantasize about that. I fantasize, and I fantasize all the people in Perth that would hate me if I opened such a room. <laughs> oh man, absolutely. <laughs> How much hate would I get if I? You'd have Jez Watts level. <laughs> and let me tell you, that does not feel good. <laughs> I just started fantasizing about every single person. Like, this is... This is well, yeah, because I mean, Perth now has its first, like, free rooms. And, like, the amount of vitriol that the person oh, who started that but, has gotten is crazy. Just imagine a room where you don't allow audience members. You don't allow the public. That would... That might be good, though, right? Because then mean, you're not ruining the name of comedy throughout Perth. Yeah, but essentially you're just doing a workshop. I mean, like... Yeah, I know, it's shitty, a shitty idea. No, it's not a bad idea. Like, I actually think it's useful. Like, I mean, uh, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but 
like the when I did my first solo show, uh, I had like a trial run where I just had like eight comics like that I like wanted their opinions on the show, and I just did it to them. So I did like it wasn't even like fucking forty minutes; it was probably thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, and I just did my whole show, which is just all material that they most of them knew, yeah. to like eight people. And uh, I wanted to kill myself. That was yeah. pretty fucking bad. Um, that being said, I, I learned so much. And the fact that you no know, people were in the... No public were there meant that afterwards we just had like a Q&A. And mm. like that's the kind of stuff where I made all my bits so much better. And like so much of the show was better. And there is a real freedom when there's not members of the public there. Because mm. it's like, uh, like you want to just do well in front of audience members. But who gives a shit what open markets yeah. think? Like. Yeah, because in New York, like, you got so much spoiled for choice. No one's going to see a fucking open mic when you go down the road and see fucking people that are on television, right? Yeah, you can go and see Louis. Yeah, yeah, right? But this open mic, everyone was laughing, and it felt like it was a that real That actually does room. sound rare. Like, it sounds yes. like from... Because I, I have a friend that's in, in New York, and, like, uh, that sounds like one of the good ones, you know? Yeah. But, like, there's a bunch of shitty ones. Yeah, oh, yeah, I bet, bet there is. So, um, yeah, Pete Holmes. Have you seen Pete Holmes' show, Crashing? No, for anyone who's who's listening who's interested in comedy, like it's a fucking sick nut show. Yeah, but like yeah, first couple episodes, like he's he's going to open mics in New York, and it's like that looks so miserable. Yeah. Oh my god, I must have got lucky because I actually told the people who run the room. I go, I thought New York would be shit. Everyone told me how bad the open mics were, and they so went, "You're horrible. off the show." I was like, "This was so good." I was like, just pleasantly surprised, but um, I was still surprised at the fact that I'd never imagined comics would laugh at other comics. You know, just but I, you know, you laugh at other comics. Yeah, but most of them are jaded. You know what I mean? <laughs> just jaded, fucked up people, man. I mean, I do, but not like all the fucking every show. You know, and um, right. You know, if you get a room of comics here in Perth, they won't be laughing throughout the whole show like a like anyone. But else. I don't think that's because they're comics. I think it's because they they would have heard some. Of the, it's a small scene. Yeah, they've heard the material before. It's like the first time you hear something. You hear something you laugh like you laugh just like any audience member and that's why it's great when you do like a whole new set it's like uh you can like sometimes when you're on stage and uh like you've started a set and it's all new stuff right and then you're doing well with your new stuff you can sense that comics are filtering in from the balcony here or comics like oh maybe the door opens at shapiro like the side door it's like people go oh it's new stuff i think comics want to see comedy they, who loves comedy more than people who've chosen to make it their life? But it's just, if you've seen a joke before, you've seen a joke. Yeah, that's I think true. that's all it is. Yeah, um, like, uh, here... And everyone, no, nobody then knew your material. Uh, here, like, everyone always laughs when, like, something either goes wrong or something that isn't meant to happen happens. Right. Like, crowd and all that stuff. People, like, people in the back always laugh at that kind of shit. Oh, yeah, that mean laugh thing. The mean of laugh. Like, of, like... A uh, punchline, pause, silence, and then laugh. Delay. That's yes. <laughs> the funniest fucking thing to do. And yeah. all, when you hear it, you're just like, fuck you. But it's also like, it's on you. Like, you didn't get the laugh. But it's like, fuck, that's an annoying, but fun thing as well. I, every time I, I get I was like... What's that? Like, if, I, if I do a joke and it bombs and then I just hear the comedians laugh, I'm like, well, they're watching me. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, it's, it's a laugh. It still yeah. counts. It still counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> still, you still, you still pretend to the audience that you deserved it, but you're like, no, that was actually just at my expense. That was someone heckling I, me just then. I like the world in it. We, we, they all know how you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, we can just, we're just having fun here. Mm. Um, I, I don't mind it. But did you have get any like you? So you did you one open mic? Did you yes. have any crazy adventures? Did you see anyone amazing when you were over there? Oh, uh, I saw. How much of the stuff was? Set. How much of your trip was touristy, and how much was fun? Oh, look, I. Uh, 
um, oh, I saw. Also, did you go to Russ and Daughters? Did you go to Russ and Daughters in, in New York? No. Oh my god, it's the best deli in the world. Oh, it's I went to Katz's Deli. Ah. I did that. Oh, I, actually, I've been Chewy. there before. <laughs> I've, I've, I've actually been to Russ and Daughters before. It was great. The guy was like, "Oh, sure, you can have any one of these sandwiches you like, but don't you dare touch Russ and my daughters." <laughs> I saw <laughs> Seth Meyers. I saw Seth Meyers live. You guys know Seth Meyers? Do you see the like his late night show? Yeah. Oh, how was it? Uh, it was great. He's um, so when he got tickets, uh, you just get free tickets. You if you rock up to this room in NBC Studios, and then they have this warm up person where they go around and trying to get everyone happy and shit. Did you know the warm up? No, you, no, no, like no. from comedy. The warm up wasn't even a comedian. She was just like oh. some um, intern. She just goes in, hey guys, and tries to get everyone. Like, they had this lame dancing competition where people go up and do a dance, a shitty. I was so miserable this whole time. Just, I was just judging this warm up piece of shit. You should have just gone up and taken her mic. <laughs> and then done Making the, people dance. And then just done like Doing a seven a minute song. bit about fake vaginas. And then sit down and be like, that's how you warm up a show. She was, oh, it was horrible, right? <laughs> but she warmed up the crowd. It worked. And then Seth Meyers, um, and fuck, man, he was good. He, uh, he, like he was. Um, um, then you had a warmer comedian. The warmer comedian just did crowd work, and he was he was good. And then when Seth Meyers came on, um, he just comes on and he just does stand up. But like he's fucking talented, man. Like, like I was, he was genuinely funny. He was just talking to the crowd, and then he went up and started asking the crowd questions and shit. It was like he was like a meter away from me. Uh, so I was like, fuck, I always thought, you know, some, some late night people were just hacks, man. They're not funny in real life. This is bitter jaded me, but fuck, this guy's really talented. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's really talented. He's like a famous comedian. <laughs> he deserves his fame. <laughs> um, so he, he, he was taking questions from the crowd. He just went up and, and just t- people asking questions and just killing it after killing it. It was just, yeah. Anyway. So, um, I was debating whether i should uh tell glenn this right this is like one of the best shows i've ever seen rory i think you also were there alicia yep. uh greg larson's I can go show I'll, I'll, no no because here's the thing you're not going to get a chance to see it so i would like the three of us <laughs> oh my god <laughs> to to just point out all the things that we remember from the show i often butcher these things let's chat okay let's my, chat let's my, chat about it okay do you want to get through all the rory, car- you were there as well right i was at a different show i went by myself okay do we want to go through all the characters as they came out uh, yeah, yeah okay. let's start uh, okay. well, Oh, let's Yeah, as we walk in uh, There is what looks like a person Draped under a No, no, no It was a No, it, no, it was, oh, it was, was it? Essentially, it was just like a chair like a, like, a, like a chair in an office Right That had like a, something in it You couldn't, you couldn't tell it was a person Because you saw the chair It looked like you it might it. be a person underneath Oh, it, it looked like half a person Oh, wait It was half a person uh, On a chair uh-huh. Like a mannequin without legs or arms Okay, uh, for my experience, I walked in and there was someone underneath a curtain, and I was like, "What's this?" Yeah, it's. Uh, I thought it was a person. Uh, when I'm I not done yet, Jazz. And then I found out <laughs> <laughs> it was a mannequin. <laughs> what? So I know. Uh, yeah. So it turns out, uh, it, yeah, it's a it's a mannequin that's missing an arm and missing a leg, uh, sitting uh, on this chair under the thing, under the blanket. Uh, now the show starts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Show starts. Uh, it's voiced by. Uh, so there's a voiceover. There's a voiceover, and it sounds a little bit familiar, but you can't really place it. Uh, so Greg a- Larson. <laughs> <laughs> no, so can I tell you about all so the Aboriginal heritage There's a voice, voiceover um, sets up the show. Yeah. Uh, and Greg Larson comes out as what was the character? Oh no, no, no he comes out as Greg Larson, Greg Larson. To, to, be, to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the one comes out, comes out as him. Uh, starts <laughs> chatting to the. 
to the mannequin, having a good old conversation about what the show's going to be about. Mm-hmm. It's like a talk show. Essentially, they're going to bring on each uh, and, interviewee. And the mannequin is the host of the show. This is not a mannequin that the mouth is moving. Uh, now, the mouth is not moving. The voiceover I'm is... I'm already on board. Yeah, the so voiceover much. of the mannequin... Uh, and the and the voice it might be pre-recorded. I don't know at this point. I thought it was pre-recorded for a very long time. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know at this point if it's pre-recorded or whatever. But the voice is just like the voice of the mannequin, the host of the show, and Greg as uh, Greg as the character of Greg Larson in the show is pretty unhappy to be there. Oh, this is not the show he wanted to do. But somehow this is the show as it started happening. Uh, and then where did it uh, go from uh, there? And and then uh, eventually they brought out like the first. Guest, uh, the first guest, yep. which was this was this guy. So, so Greg Larson leaves to go get the first guest. He goes behind a curtain, There's and music. the mannequin, the mannequin's still there, uh, introducing the guests. Um, and then uh, the guest comes out, and that's Greg Larson in a wig. No, 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 no. This guest uh, was actually oh. Greg Larson just wearing a normal T-shirt that was was talking about like stress. So he was coming out being like, <laughs> "I'm not stressed. I'm like, no, we 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 should battle stress." But the music. Because you know how there's music when you go onto oh, stage? Yeah. yeah. So there's music when you first come out onto stage, right? So the uh, music keeps playing while he's trying to talk about stress. His little like, speech about I'm stress. Not stressed. I'm not stressed. The music's stressed. going louder and louder and louder as he's trying to scream over it more. And he's screaming at the tech, fucking turn it down. <laughs> I can't do my speech about stress. And it's going louder and louder. It's like uncomfortably loud. Yeah. And then you can kind of make out maybe every second or third word as he screams it at the top of his lungs. He's speech about how you shouldn't be stressed yeah <laughs> eventually he just leaves in anger not stress but anger and then the music just cuts down and then the announcer's like oh well that was the first one and greg larson comes back out I, I as the, greg like, larson the funniest thing about that is that like, at the beginning he was like oh can you just uh, can you just please turn the music down a little bit like did it as like he's like, oh i'm not stressed you just turn the music down, please, just a little bit, and it just slowly was like, oh, please turn the, just oh, please turn the, cr- creeping up, <laughs> creeping up, I just, creeping yeah. up, and it's so funny. It was fucking great. Uh, uh, but the second character, it was the best character in the show, yeah. from my point of view. Yeah, comes out wearing a wig, wearing like a wig, but the wig was like, uh, like like a clown wig, so clown there were wig. multiple colors. Uh, so at, at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, they had like a like a voice recording of a comedian talking about. Uh, uh, Aboriginals. It is not of a comedian. It was not a comedian. It was no. like it was like yeah, from the uh, usually it was, like, it was like a representatives of 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 the tribe that was local. Oh, okay, I just assumed it was comedian. Okay, I, yeah, well, okay. you five Aboriginal rights aren't funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it wasn't meant to be like a funny thing. It was just yeah, like yeah. this really nice thing to open the show. Being like, oh, we yeah. we respect the land. Pay respect to the you know the traditional owners of this land. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's yeah. that's what it said, right? They played before nearly every show. Uh, and then Greg comes out and he goes, "Oh, can we just listen?" Well, as his character has like a little, like like a, like a one of those boards. Yeah, uh, like a clipboard yeah, with clip like board. notes on it because he's a representative of the council. He's yeah, here, of the, to, the, he, the Melbourne City Council. He's here of the, from the Melbourne City Council just to just to like pay tribute to the yeah. traditional owners of the land. Mm-hmm. And then he does. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. it's all right. You go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah he plays. <laughs> and he goes, oh, this is the best show just, I've uh, ever seen. Uh, yeah, it was funny. But he goes, "Oh, can we just listen back to that?" And then he starts talking about, oh, but realistically, it is the Melbourne City Council's So, yeah, so obviously we want to pay tribute to, you know, the traditional owners of land, uh, but obviously, in a legal sense, uh, it is the property of the Melbourne City Council. (laughs) (laughs) And he does, like, five minutes. He does five minutes of, like, going... It was their land. We did steal it, yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's our land now, obviously. So I mean, you if you want to, if you want to really be true, I mean, technically it is the, uh, a bunch of uh, Asian conglomerates who actually <laughs> own the. Uh, <laughs> bought it simply as investment properties, and like, and really, this is just you know used for their economy. And uh, but uh, but yeah, obviously, I mean, really, what I'm saying is that it's traditionally their land, but. Uh, it's not really their land, and uh, I mean they really shouldn't be here. And uh, if, if they are here, you know, like should be paying uh, rent, you know, like that kind of thing. So it was. It if was. If they do want, if they if they want the land back, they're going to of course buy it. But of course, that will be a little bit tricky because I mean, I mean, I mean, real estate just makes a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy how it, like he just really dissected it, and it was like no one would have thought to do that. And oh it's no, just, it's it's amazing. Oh, oh no, I did. Seemed, oh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> that I, was I, his I, idea. Yeah, 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 before I came in, I was like, "Oh, I can't wait to do my, uh, my Melbourne City Council." <laughs> and uh, then so he I, did, wanna, I was like, "Oh, hell, what a hack!" So I want to skip. I want to skip to the end of the show. Let's not talk about any other guests. The dad bit, though. All right, you can say the dad bit. I want to. I want to say the end of the show. Oh, okay. Uh, well, do you want to explain Just the dad, quick, the dad real bit real quick? All right. Uh, so, I mean, he comes out uh, as a representative of dads who are tired of kids mucking about. <laughs> <laughs> Stop oh, mucking about! <laughs> he comes out. He's like mucking about. <laughs> oh, we hey, were- how are you? Uh, oh, you know, just 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 a regular dad. Just you, know, you guys are making too much noise. You're always mucking about. You know, it's it's past your bedtime. Go to bed. It's time to go to bed. Because okay? we all lived with each other, me and Roy, for like the last two you were weeks. Like, we were there. We were like, and anyone was talking. was your dad. No, we just, stop so mucking about. And then everyone was so confused why we were saying it so much. I started texting it to people and they were confused as well. But, so, the very uh, end of the show. Yeah. So, the very end of the show, uh, Greg's done all this kind of outlandish stuff. It's very funny. I heard that a lot of people who came to the show through the run were not pleased. But the audience that was there the night I was there fucking loved it, right? Like, people told me later, like, oh, man, he's been bombing, right? And I was like, no, he slayed it when I was there. Uh, but the end of the show, uh, he, you know, he wanted to finish it uh, big. He wanted to finish it in a way that really took that, and that next level step. <laughs> and, um, he, you know, he wanted it to be memorable. And so, well, should okay before before we start, the, the, yep. so the the mannequin itself uh, was actually voiced by by Ben Russell, uh, he of the pilot and uh, Tokyo Hotel. Yeah. Uh, check him out yeah, on yeah. the ABC podcast. Yes. Um, but Ben's great, by the way. There was a bit in so what Roy told me in his show, where mm. like people got up and like the Ben addressed it. So right. like yeah. so Ben's behind was, a curtain in the whole the whole time, and you don't know it's Ben. Let me just say that like like. That's when I realized it wasn't recorded because yeah, because like it was during the Melbourne Council bit where they got up and left and he was like, <laughs> and then like Ben was like he was like oh I just you know I was just doing a little bit of a funny political stuff and then like like the mannequin was like didn't seem like they liked it did it you know they they, they kind of left didn't they and it's like <laughs> no nah, maybe they went to go to the toilet or well, they've been in there for a fucking long time haven't they <laughs> and it was the funniest shit and I was so like, yeah yeah he was a mean motherfucker to Gre- to Greg like yeah. through the whole show so funny um so so yeah the end of the show. Uh, you know, he, he wants to end it. Greg obviously wants to end it big. Um, and so, um, the mannequin, uh, the mannequin host, uh, <laughs> the mannequin host, I mean, I'll just, I'll just skip to what happened. The, the mannequin host gets, uh, Greg, uh, to attach, uh, a huge, was it black? No, it was white. It was white. A huge flesh colored dildo, uh, to its crotch. And then Glenn, uh, Greg, <laughs> and then Greg. Oh, by, by the way, for, like for, for, for the whole show, they've been like teasing how much he loves uh, Twenty One Pilots or whatever. No, uh, 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 Matchbox Twenty. Matchbox Twenty. Yeah, yeah. Just going over how like they're the greatest artists in the world. You know, you know they they stick they stick true to their ideals. 
Oh, I forgot the Matchbox 20 thing. Oh, oh that's because that's, that's the song. It's a song playing, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So, then uh, Greg... Uh, so, Matchbox 20 comes on. Greg uh, drops to his knees. And he starts deep-throating this dildo attached to a half-mannequin half man. He looks so... I've never seen Glenn so happy. While the music plays loud. And he is fucking going at it. Like, he's just deep-throating this fucking thing, like, tickling the balls, just going hard. And it's going real deep in. And uh, he's doing this as the song plays. And then he sort of, like, as he sort of pulls out for some breaths, he just sort of calls out, uh, calls out, this is the end, you should be leaving. And just keeps blowing this huge dildo on a oh, half-mannequin man while uh, Ben Russell from behind the curtain makes appreciative noises. And then people, some of them are not really leaving. Some are leaving. And he's like, no, you have to leave. It doesn't get any better. This is how the show ends. And he just continues to blow this thing. And he blows it until the last person leaves the room. And that was the end of the show. Was you the last person to leave? No, I left. Like, there were people who wanted to get out. I would have stayed, but... In my show, no one got up for like a while, like a, like a full minute passed, and no one got up. They were like, no, they want to see what happens. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah, Greg Larson's a fucking genius, man. Um, I saw him I saw him do a lip sync battle uh, at yeah. Melbourne yeah, yeah, we as well. Him, yeah. um, where, he just um, took his clothes off. Yeah, he, uh, yeah he's, he's, uh, he, he sang uh, to Cream by uh, Prince, and uh, he, he stripped his shirt off. Oh, he, he, by the way, he was standing there. There was three people in the final for the, for the lip sync battle. He was just standing there the whole time. Just Greg Larson dressed in his normal clothes. He uh, looked hold- like his dad character. And I was just, like, oh, <laughs> he's here. Dad, dad character again. <laughs> just holding like a, like a 7-Eleven like plastic shopping bag. Just holding it next to him. Everyone's on stage ready to do their big, big lip sync thing, which they, they, it's a big production. He's just standing there holding a shopping bag. And uh, when he comes up, he just wa- he walks out and, he's, and he starts singing. And he, he, re- he <laughs> takes off his shirt. And on his sh- and on his f- fucking fat flesh body is written, uh, what was it? Sweet cream, is that right? Uh, I think so, maybe. Yes, yeah, sweet cream is written on his body, and then he pulls out of the shopping bag, uh, just like a ice cream sandwich, and then he starts to unwrap it while he's lip syncing to the song, and then he starts like eating the ice cream sandwich and rubbing it all over his body, and he just fucking sold the fuck out of it. It was one of the best things I've ever seen. Did he? Who won? Uh, he didn't. Not win. him. Uh, who won the the, the final? Oh, that was that was the final. It was uh, it was uh, some uh, some guy who won like best Edinburgh show. He just did like a, he. D- I I think Greg was the best, but I'm a little biased because I like two nights before seen him blow a mannequin dick. Yeah, so yeah, I think I was uh, already kind of sold on him at that point. I think he could have done better because like basically everybody in that last thing got naked almost. Yeah, but they were ripping him off. You know, no, he he did it first. <laughs> no, he did it last. No, he, last he, he did it in his qualifier round as well. Yeah, but like everybody, like the one thing I learned about Melbourne is that if you, if you want to be famous, you have to get naked in all your shows. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, true. Everyone That's just, just the and the beans. So many people got naked. So many. There was like every. Sh- just you getting any ideas for shows? Claire? People were singing and just. Yeah. Hey, Glenn, how we do a split show? But it's just you on stage, and I split your ass like <laughs> my dick. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've done plenty of performances just in my jocks. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen That's them. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, you know. There's only one, one, one more step to go. The final frontier. Yeah. Oh, no, but they didn't do that. He didn't do that. But Glenn needs to. Glenn. If he wants to one-up Greg Larson, <laughs> I've got to blow you on stage. That's pretty much <laughs> what's going to happen there. 
Why is getting I'm, a blowjob worse than like giving I'm, a blowjob? I'm just, I'm just, I just really want to get no, to this no, situation. Just just guys, don't ruin this for me. Just Glenn just and I are very close, and I want to go one more just step. Like his asshole. He <laughs> 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 <You> would know. <laughs> oh, that's an asshole. I would never lick. Oh my god, I would imagine that is just, uh, just a fucking wasteland of sadness. <laughs> Glenn, I reckon you have a neat asshole. Thank you. <laughs> Do you trim it? <laughs> I reckon we think you have a dirty asshole because. I imagine your asshole to be as hairy as your beard. I watched. <laughs> oh, that's what, that's what He's I got an ass. Yeah, yeah. Last night, by the way, uh, we were hang- uh, Was it last night? Two nights ago, we were hanging what out. What is this? What can this possibly have to do <laughs> with this? <laughs> no, we we're, were hanging out. Uh, we we're hanging out the front of this bar. Like it closed, and like um, uh, the last person there, apart from Glenn and I, uh, turned out to be like a fan of ours that we've not met. Like she'd like seen us around in Perth or whatever, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I've seen you. I've seen you." And uh, before, like, she started hinting. Uh, she's oh, yeah. she started hinting at oh, maybe we would want to come back to her house and both fuck her. Um, maybe she wasn't saying that. I'm pretty sure she was. I've you know been in that spot before. Um, but uh, before she left, she would she wouldn't leave without sniffing Glenn's beard. <laughs> she said, "Listen, I'm going to ask you this. I don't want it to be weird. Was this a- wait wait wait? I don't want it to be fan? weird. Was this a fan or a fucking swim fan?" <laughs> I, she was like, I don't want it to be weird, um, but you know, could I have a, could I have a bit of a sniff? Could I have a bit so of a sniff. Sniff your beard, and I, th- I thought it sounded like something, something your bit, and I'm like, oh, she's seen me on, like, <laughs> yeah, I was so like, hang on, this isn't connecting. No, he was like, yeah, sure, and then she like started like going in for it, and he was like, what, what have I agreed to? Yeah. And then she sniffed his beard, and then like we sort of hung out for a few more minutes, and then on the on the way out, like she she hugged us both, and she hugged Glenn second, and then she turned to me and she went, I went in for a second sniff. And then she got in the Uber and left. No, That's, I didn't know that was we made thing. it, guys. Is this, is this <laughs> we cig- made it. Is this cigarette fan of yours a doggy fan? That was the episode. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you have a favorite story or topic or like thing that has come up on the podcast, shoot us an email at infinitejestcomedy at gmail.com. Tell us what episode it was in and if you feel up to it, even uh, give us a timestamp. Because uh, what we want to do is start making some like sort of uh, you know clips of the show uh, that are more sh- like shareable on YouTube or whatever. Uh, just to help promote it. Speaking of that, if you enjoyed it, please tell a friend uh, or uh, rate and review us on iTunes. I can understand why, with some of the subject matter we get into, you may not want to tell your friends that we listen to this. That's fair enough. Uh, But if not, give us a rating and a review on iTunes if you're an Apple user and blah, 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 blah. Um, The final song I picked... Uh, for this week, like, because I was uh, obviously with sous is like French, and I was looking at sort of French songs, and I remembered this song that I heard years ago, which I fucking love. Um, it's it's beautiful, beautiful song, uh, and I and I hope you enjoy it. It's uh, it's uh, this chick Soko who was like, um, uh, I think like maybe a model or whatever, and she used to just sort of sing uh, songs backstage or whatever when she was just hanging out doing blow. Uh, and uh, someone was like, you should record uh, that one, and she did, and it became like a huge hit in Australia, even though she's not from here, and I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not even sure how it got released in Australia, but it became a huge hit, and like now she's just a recording artist, and 
it's uh she's she's real cool and uh i really love this song so anyway uh thank you for tuning in uh for one more week we will see you again have a good one supposed to call me tonight You were supposed to call me tonight We would have gone to the cinema And after to the restaurant The one you like in your street We would have slept together Have a nice breakfast together And then a walk in a bar together How beautiful it then You would have said I love you In the cutest place on earth Where some little guys are dancing With the fairies I would have waited Like a week or two, but you never try to reach me, no You never called me back, you were dating That bitch blonde girl If I find her, I swear I swear, I'll kill her I'll kill her She stole my future, she broke my dream I'll kill her I'll kill her She stole my future when she took you away I would have met your friends have had a drink or two they would have liked me cause sometimes i'm funny i would have met your dad i would have met your mom she would have said please can you make some beautiful babies so we would have had a boy called tom and a girl called susan born in japan i thought it was a love story but you don't want to get involved i thought it was a love story but you're not ready for that I'll kill her She stole my future She broke my dream I'll kill her I'll kill her She stole my future When she took you away She's a bitch, you know All she's got is blondness Not even tenderness, yeah She's clever, less She'll dump your ass for a model called Brandon You will pay for a beautiful surgery Cause it's full of money I would have waited Like a week or two But you never tried to reach me No, you never called me back You were dating That bitch bone girl And if I find her, I swear You know, I swear I'll kill her I'll kill her She stole my future She broke my dream I'll kill her I'll kill her Killer.